Welcome to the Midnight Society. Tonight's feature review is The Flowers in the Attic. It's a drama mystery thriller, according to IMDb. Amazon Prime said it was straight up horror, so that's why I went with it. But it works as a horror movie still. So, the plot of the movie is after the sudden death of their father, teenagers Chris, who's 14, and Kathy, who's 13, and they have a five-year-old twins, Corey and Carrie, who are forced to travel with their mother, Carrie, to live with her wealthy parents, who disowned her years ago. So basically, the plot of the movie is, their father died, and according to the mother, she said, they were penniless, so they have to go, so she takes them to go live with their wealthy grandparents, which is her mother and father, and you come to find out that the father is dying, so her idea is to take the kids to go live with them and to try to get back on the father's good side, to get back in the will, because she was kicked out of the will and now that she's penniless and broke they have to stay with her stay with them so they're trying to essentially get back the, the, into his will so soon which he's soon to die get all his, get a good chunk and some of money so they can be rich again but the daughter she's like I don't care about that I don't care about money I just want to live in the house with the memories of our father and I just don't care so you see them on the bus in the beginning you see them on the bus and they're traveling and then the bus drops them off somewhere close I guess it doesn't really <coughs> sorry doesn't really explain how close they are but it's, it's nighttime and the one younger son's like I don't want to walk in the dark so they get dropped off and they have to walk so by the time they get to the house it's daylight already so it must have been very early in the morning and it looks like one of those houses that you'd see like in England where it's got the big old big old courtyard big old yard and the big old circle driveway and the big old like castle like looking house and so they get there they let him in the mother of the daughter the grandmother she lets take them up to their room and she's very strict and she's a bible thumper if you will who is very strict on the bible and she has very much dislike towards her daughter so she takes it out on the mother and the children so she shows them to their room and says you were to stay in this room and you were to follow by my strict rules if you're gonna live in this house and then she ends up locking them in there and so she comes back the next morning brings them food in the room like they're prisoners in a jail and they get third room and board type of thing she's like you will be quiet you won't be seen no running around no goofing off and I'll give you room and board and love you I'll give you room and board but I won't love you and later on 
they, they go back and forth. The mother comes in, checks on them, and talks to them. So at one point, they the mother comes and tells them, hey, there's this hallway in the closet there where the steps is, the secret door that leads up to the attic. So there's where the attic part comes in. So the nasty grandmother comes in and says, found found them trying to sneak up there and tell them, well, your mother was told, or your mother was allowed to tell you to go up there, to go up in the attic. Just don't be seen. So that so they go up there, and it's all full of cobweb, full of God knows what. It's full of old trinkets and old chests and mirrors and chairs and stuff like that and clothes and everything. So they clean it up, make it their play area and everything for the little for the kids and stuff like that. And days go by, and they get food to them again. And later on, as more days go by. The mother stops coming and stops seeing them. They wonder and worry about what happened to the mother. And maybe they locked her up. Who knows? And then they, then the grandmother stopped feeding them, stopped giving them food. And the young, the young boy ends up getting very, very sick. So at one point, they try to escape. And that totally went, went wrong. Tried to escape out and down. And they, the older son, he almost got attacked by the, the, they look like German Shepherd guard dogs. I mean, if, I mean, if he hadn't made it back up, the rope up to the top, because the one dog just about got him in the leg, and he would have been torn to shreds. And the, I guess he's the watch, watchman, the caretaker of the, the, the property is out there with the gun and everything so if he would have seen him or something he might have not clearly got a good view of who it was and shot him so so basically they're they're trying to escape and then they try to help the mother and I don't want to ruin the rest of the movie so I'm just gonna leave it there but I thought my opinion is I thought that the Acting was actually pretty good. The son, the older son, was kind of iffy-ish. The daughter, she was really good. And then the girl, the younger girl, and the younger boy, they were they were pretty good. And then of course the mother, she was re, she was not that bad. And the grandmother, now she was just wicked and she was just crazy and. She played that part to the T. She was phenomenal. She was like the best. And then the grandfather, well, he was okay, I guess. Really didn't have much of a much of an acting part. He was, you know, they showed him in the bed, and then at one point he was in a wheelchair, and they showed him at the table, the dinner table, and then the the two kids were sneaking around. And Ray ended up escaping the room at one point and came into this one room and the son saw the this watch and like that's mother's and and then the daughter's like I think this is mother's room and then they end up over into the other room where the grandfather is and the grandfather ends up 
snatching them up by the arm because they were over, hovering over the bed a little bit, and that was basically the extent of his acting. But he did a good job at that. I thought the beginning was a little, when they were in the original house, was a little hazy and had like a haze fogness to it, which kind of like, eh, but it was alright. It was shot fine. It was more, it's more of a single location type film. They had the one location briefly when the beginning was their house. Then they had the, the bus and then the grandparents' house. So that was basically it. The ending wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad ending. It didn't, wasn't like a big old shocker or it didn't, you know, like, woo, the big old reveal ending. But it was, it was good. It was, you know, it was really good. They hinted at a couple times, hinted at something was going on relationship-wise between the brother and the sister. Because at one point they were, the, they were told uh, the each boy, the young boy and the older boy to sleep in one bed, the younger girl and the older girl sleep in the other bed. So he did that for, for a little bit, and then the one night, he slept in the bed and was saying, you know, her to sleep, the sister to sleep in there, he's like, what's the matter? You know, we basically slept in the same bed many of the time. That was the first hint of family sexual relations, if you will. And then there's another scene where she's in the bathroom, in the bathtub, bathing, whatever, and he knocks on the door and wanted to talk to her about something, and then she asked, can you scrub my back? And that was the other hint of something sexual going on. But they really don't explain anything or explain any of it. You know? They don't really explain it. But they just give you a little hint of sexualness going on, which, which is fine. It wasn't too much sexual, family sexualness going on. Just little subtle hints. But overall, when I watched it on Amazon, the, quali the transfer quality that they had was, was not bad at all. I thought it was actually, actually a decent, decent copy. It was not Blu-ray quality, but I'd say more like a DVD quality. Wasn't bad. The way the film was shot was good. The acting I thought was was not bad at all. It was decent. The story and the plot that was not bad at all. So IMDb gave it a four point or five point seven, I think it was out of ten, which I thought was a little low. I mean, I think it it would be it could be at least a six and a half. At least a six and a half. It was a good watch. It's it's a slower movie a bit. There's not any like real. There's, there's a little gore ish, cause she got seventeen lashes for her sins for what the grandmother considered her sins. So she made her take off her blouse in front of the kids, and you see it must have just recently happened. They didn't show it, and it was all bloody and everything. Her seventeen lashes of getting lashed. That was the only gore there was. There were just suspenseful moments. Little scary suspenseful moments, but I guess that's why they call it a thriller. 
but it it had some horror-ish element. You can stretch it out to be a horror. It's PG-13, so it seemed more like it could have been on the lines of like a major TV movie, because there was nothing bad. There was no bad language in it. There was no bad blood and guts and gore. So it really could have been a made-for-TV movie. But it was still not bad. Find it on like Amazon Prime or something. Or maybe find it somewhere else. Or or cheap like $3 rental. Yeah, that's fine. But I wouldn't go out and buy the DVD or pay, you know, more than, you know, $5, if that, for the rental. I'd say it's a must-watch. For sure. So... The main stars are Louis Fletcher, known as Louise Fletcher, who is an American actress. She had her acting debut in the television series 77 Sunset Strip in the 1957-58 season. She guest starred in the television series Bat Masterson as well as Wagon Train in 1959 before making her film debut in a gathering of eagles in 1963 and in 1974 after a decade-long hiatus from acting in which she raised a family Fletcher appeared in Robert Altman's Thieves Like Us and then you also have Victoria Tennant is an English actress she is known for her roles in the TV miniseries The Winds of War and War and Reembrace in which she appeared as actor Robert Mitchum's on-screen love interest Pamela Tudsbury as well as her supporting roles in such movies as All of Me 1984, The Holocaust Covenant 1985, Flowers in the Attic which I reviewed 1987, The Handmaid's Tale 1990, and L.A. Story 1991 and then you have Christy Swanson is an uh, American actress she is best recognized for having played Buffy Summers in the 1992 film Buffy the Vampire Slayer and appeared in the 1996 film The Phantom hmm. so the, the original book was done by V.C. Andrews is a 1979 novel of the same name so the movie was based you I guess you can say loosely off the book if you will so here in doing my research for this podcast I came across this interesting fact and it says at one point Wes Craven was scheduled to direct the film and had completed a screenplay draft, producers were disturbed by his approach to the, um, I want to keep it clean, the family sexual relations story, however, and Jeffrey Bloom ended up with writing and directing duties. So Jeffrey Bloom wrote it, and he directed it, and Jeffrey Bloom is an American film director, film producer, screenwriter, and photographer. Currently residing in Studio City, California, his film projects include Flowers in the Attic, Nightmares, oh, I've seen that one, that was a good movie, Blood Beach, 
and Dog Pound Shuffle. Never heard of Blood Beach and never heard of Dog Pound Shuffle. But that's his his credits for what he's done. So that's the main cast. What they're they've done recently. So I just wanna say thanks for listening to my podcast. Go check me out on Facebook at the Midnight Society Show. And I have a group page there, and you can search for me quickly and type in at capital T for Terrifier 66 is the easiest way to get me. And I post my links to my anchor page where you can find all the podcast places to listen to me. I also post where my SoundCloud uh, page is for that. And... I'm glad you guys found me. Wherever you found me, hit the like and subscribe button. That also helps me to get found. Hey, this is Craig Amortis from Land Creek Tour Podcast. Get on Terry and Kyle. We're just the Midnight Society Podcast. We hope that uh, you have a great show. Uh, looking forward to listening. Congratulations and best of luck in the future, buddy. You keep crushing it. You know what I always say. Help keep more alive.